What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hello there. Welcome back. How are you doing? Before we start today's episode, I just want to check on you because it's some crazy times we're living in. I, three weeks ago, flew to Dallas And I remember being in the part of this whole quarantine world pandemic thing where it was just on the edge of like, it'll probably be fine. And I flew down on a Thursday. That Friday, the event got canceled. Um, Schools were all canceled for the next three weeks. And it was in that moment that I was like, oh, I think this might be getting serious. And here we are three weeks later. And what I loved about quarantine, about... (laughs) Uh, coronavirus. What I've loved about this is that we're all in it together. And so whether it's my client in Korea, my client in Austria, right? It doesn't matter where we are in the world. We have this commonality because we're going through something very similar. I think that's really cool. The other thing I've been loving is having my family home. And I'm like, oh no, husband, you can't go back to work. That sounds really inconvenient. I love having you here. And the other thing that I think has been cool to see, now it might be because it's winter, like it's just stopped being winter in Indiana, but when we go out for walks, I'm seeing more and more families just all together. There was a family in their front yard, they were burning a stump or something, but they were playing frisbee and they were sitting and there was like, I don't know, five of them and they were just all together. And then a couple of houses over, they were all going out on a walk together, right? You would see like a married couple or one single person together. But I feel like now more than ever, I'm seeing entire family units together. And I think that's cool. So I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're staying healthy. And I hope that you're also finding the things inside of this experience that are worthy to look at and cherish. So let's dig into today's episode, becoming your future self. Now, I thought about what else I could call this because I don't love future self. I think it's very unclear. So let's get clear first. A future self is just you deciding a goal somewhere you want to be in the future and you becoming the person who has that goal. There was a time in my business that I wanted to be a coach who had a $100,000 business. And I wasn't that person until I was. And that's what I wanted. Right now, I want to be the coach who has a million dollar business. So there's some number, right? There's a goal that you have for your business. And so when we talk about becoming your future self, when I share these six steps, these six methods, ways, areas, That's what we're talking about. And there's two types of future-based thinking. One of them is like fast forward and stop. And you might run into things that are kind of goal-based, but also like experience-based. So one of mine that's experience-based is when I fast forward into the future, I don't know where, right? So I don't know where the like pause button was hit. 
But I know my kids are in middle school, my youngest two. They're currently three and five. And in this vision, we're getting ready to fly on a private jet. And they've each been invited to bring a friend. And we've all sat down. We're getting ready to take off. And one of the friends looks at my, my daughter and says, how in the world do you guys have enough money to fly privately? And of course, my kid is just totally unimpressed. And she's just like, oh, my mom, she does something online. <laughs> right? And in my vision, I just smile a little bit and I look over at my husband and we just have that like knowing. right? And inside of me, I have that pride that like I created this. I knew that this was where I was going to be and I am, right? So that's one type of future self. But the type of future self we're doing today is we're going to a specific goal. And if you haven't created a $100,000 business yet, that's the goal. Because once you create it, you're really just learning how to create it faster and faster. It took me 10 months to create it the first time. The second time... It was probably more like, I think it was actually five because I remember doing the numbers on it and looking at like, whoa, that was cool. And then I've done it in three. And then this year, this quarter, this half of the year, I'm going to do it in one. And so once you learn how to make $100,000, you're just going to learn how to do it faster and faster. So in today's episode, I'm sharing six steps to both jumping into the future and actually creating that life. So here's what the six steps are, and then we're going to dig into them more deeply. So the first step is knowing where you're starting. The second step is accepting who and where you are right now. The third step is knowing where you're going. The fourth step, expecting obstacles. The fifth step is using a goal as a container for growth. And the last and final step is not stopping. I know, that's a crazy one. (laughs) So let's dig in. Step number one to jumping into the future and actually creating the life, right? Creating that $100,000 and then learning how to create it quicker and quicker. You have to know where you're starting. So I would encourage you to get a piece of paper and write out exactly where you are now now don't do this in your head don't be like well I know where I am obviously I'm here because you're you're gonna keep changing right your brain's gonna keep evolving you're gonna keep thinking new thoughts you're gonna keep creating new results but when you write it down what you do is you you memorialize it right you capture the moment that you're in and the thoughts and the data and everything about who you are right now So there's four different categories I want you to make sure when you're writing down that you navigate through. One of them is going to be your current results, the data. How many clients do you have? How many clients have you served this year or total? Whatever, whatever. I'd probably make it on a year basis. How much money have you created? Write the data. The second data point, the category you would fill in on this piece of paper is your methods. How do you market? How do you sell? And when I say market and sell, your mind might be like, I don't know. But marketing is just how do you get in front of people? Do you post on social media? Do you go to in-person networking events? Do you, are you a guest on people's podcast? How do you get in front of people? How do you sell? 
Do they have to book a consult and then you sell them on a package, right? Write down what your package is. Write down everything, all the details. Do you have a mailing list? How often do you email them, right? Do you have a podcast? Whatever you have as your method for getting in front of your people, nurturing them, write it down. It's going to be so cool for you to look back on six months from now, a year from now, three years from now, and see who you were in this moment. The third category you want to write down are your current patterns, habits, and skills. So when we do step three, you're going to see this more clearly, right? The contrast is going to be obvious, but when you're identifying where you're at, right, where you're starting, you have certain patterns, habits, and skill levels. So this might be with how you use your time. And so some people are extreme planners. They've just already nailed this thing in their life and business. Others aren't. You want to write down who you are in that. When it comes to money, some people invest really easily. Some people struggle with that. Some people use and manage their money well. Other people have that as a thing that they want to improve. Um, If it's your email, how often are you emailing? If you're writing emails, how often are you writing emails? What kinds of things distract you? What kinds of things, like what is it that you know that you need to build a skill in? For example, are you creating consults like you want to be? If you're not, right, there's something in there to go and address. Are you closing consults, right? Those are all the skill-based things. And then the last area to identify where you're starting that you're going to want to write on that piece of paper are the thoughts and feelings you have right now. Now, this is actually the most fun to look back because I did this exercise for the first time. Maybe it wasn't the first time, but it was the most memorable time. We were in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, and we were overlooking the most beautiful view of the ocean and just the home was amazing. And I just wrote down who I was in that moment, right? The entire thing let this like energetic feeling in my body when I think about this. And so I wrote down the thoughts I had in that moment. And when I looked back, even a couple months later, I didn't have those thoughts anymore. And it was so nice to look back and read that because what that, like what that put into my mind was, I can believe and be in something so deeply. And then just a couple months later, it not even be a thing anymore. And that's such a nice place, a gift you get to give your mind by writing it down and then looking at it again later. So examples that you might write down of thoughts and feelings, because I want you to do this thing I talk about, which is skimming off the top. You're looking for the stuff that's just kind of under the surface, not helping you. And those might be feelings of self-pressure. They might be feelings of feeling rushed or frantic, feeling um, doubtful, right? Feeling behind, I don't know that behind is actually an emotion, but we'll put it there. And it might be thoughts like, I need to figure out how to talk to my people. If I'm not getting the result that I want, then I'm not doing enough. This is fine, but it's not enough. I should have had this figured out already. Maybe I'll never get this. Or this is just way too much, right? The price of your program. 
So you want to write down what are the common thoughts and feelings you're thinking. I mean, I would even go as deep as to say, what am I thinking about what I sell? What am I thinking about my business? What am I thinking about myself as a coach? What am I thinking about the results I help my clients get? What am I thinking about my future business and the possibility of it happening, right? Like navigate around in there and just really identify who you are in that in this moment. What you think, what you feel, what your current results are, the methods you're using, your patterns, your habits, right? If I were gonna take a screenshot right now, one of my habits has become that at four o'clock, I check the numbers to see how the coronavirus rates have gone up in my state. And I wanna look and see how many new cases are in my county. That's become a new habit that I've developed. Another habit that I might write down is like this urge to check my phone when I want to be doing mindset work, right? That urge is there, that desire, that little tickling of a thought that's like, I should just go check, right? Those are the details you want to capture because that's the stuff that makes the tiny little difference that you can tweak. So that's step one, right? You're going to figure out where you're starting. You're going to write it down so that you have it for always. The next step is possibly my favorite, right? It's accept who you are and where you're at right now. Acceptance is an emotion that creates just an immediate release and calming in your body. It's an emotion that we really, like, we don't let ourselves feel it. Honestly, we don't even know we need to feel it until you feel it. (laughs) And acceptance is going to sound like, what does acceptance sound like? I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, right? I have the results I'm supposed to have. But really like letting your body sink into that because the opposite of acceptance is resistance or self-judgment. And resistance is going to be that moment when you your body starts to relax into the idea that, right, you're just, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. How do you know for sure? Because you are, right? You are there. And arguing with reality, as Byron Katie says, is the worst thing we can do for our own mental state. Well, she doesn't say those words, but <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. So resistance is the opposite of acceptance. Resistance is going to be that feeling in your body where you're, you're almost holding your breath. Your body feels tight, right? And you know you're doing it because when you take a deep breath, you feel that difference, right? Your body kind of lets down. Self-judgment is believing that you should be different, that your results should be different than they are right now. Cousin emotions of self-judgment and resistance are going to be shame, guilt, embarrassment, right? So when you're accepting who you are, you're accepting who you are today as exactly who you're supposed to be. You're accepting that who you are today is enough. That everything you know today is enough to help your people. I think of this like a line written on a whiteboard. And I just put myself, right? I just become a little dot. And I put it just somewhere in the middle of this line. And the way that I think about this of being enough, knowing enough today 
is you just put that dot for your client anywhere behind you. Because it doesn't matter where they're at in that process. They need what you know. They need the thing you figured out to help them. And so you don't have to be, you don't have to know everything. I think the best example of this is that I used to do marketing and strategy. And so my mind told me that if I wanted to build a funnel for somebody, I needed to know how to build it on every single platform or at least the major five. And then my mind was like, well, and if I'm going to build a funnel, I need to be able to integrate it into their website, right? Obviously I should do that too. And so then I was like, so I need to learn the top five websites too. And if I don't know all of this stuff, then I don't know enough. For some of you, it's going to be looking at a tool. It's going to be looking at a skill set. It's going to be looking at, right, marketing, sales, coaching, a certification, any of it. And your mind is going to try and tell you that you don't know enough yet. How do we know? Because people are out there looking for certifications to try and fill this gap that they are believing that they don't know enough yet. And so accepting who you are today is accepting that everything you know today is enough to help your people. It's believing that who you are today is closer to who you're becoming than ever before. I want you to think about that, right? You are closer to hitting your $100,000 goal today than you have ever been before. Doesn't that just kind of send tingles through you? Like, ugh. You are closer today to becoming independently wealthy than you've ever been before. It doesn't matter where you're at, right? Because you're closer today than you've ever been. How do you know? Because you keep moving towards it. Accepting who you are is remembering that you are not your goal, right? You are a complete and whole human who sets goals to stretch and grow, right? And, and who wants the impact of knowing that they're capable of creating those goals, Accepting who you are is thinking a thought like, I don't grow and change because something's wrong with me. I do it because I love the opportunity I have as a human to be and create anything I want. Right? Accepting who you are today is thinking something like, how I think today doesn't create the results I want. And that's okay. I'm learning every day and shifting into that mind space. Who you are today, you can't just be given the results you want. You can't be given a $100,000 business and just step into it. One of my clients actually was, right? She did it with consulting. And so it wasn't with coaching, but was with consulting. And so she just instantly had the multiple six-figure business. But what she didn't have yet was the mind of the coach who built it. The mind of the person who was told no and learned how to navigate through it. The mind of the person who learned how to sell to people who didn't know them yet and figured it out. The mind of the person who who didn't rely on any results around them to believe and just kept going towards the goal. That's what you build in the who part of accepting where you are today to become the person you're becoming who already has the goal. Accepting where you are, it's going to look like accepting that the results you have today are neutral. 
Neutral means without emotion, right? They're numbers, they're data. They're devoid of emotion. They're very simple. It's like 11 a.m. or $3,000. It's not good or bad, right? It's simply what you're able to create in this moment in the way that you think. And, And to the past version of yourself, That version of you is probably like, eh, that's pretty good. Whatever the result you have now. Even if it's one client or 10 clients, there is a past version of you, right? What are we doing? We're just rewinding back into the past. And there's a part of you who wanted the result you have right now. And so learning to accept where you're at is learning to love the in-between zone, right? The work of creating the result. Because you're always going to be in an in-between zone. If you think about the goal you have now, there was part of you who wanted that goal, but you're not walking around like, woo woo, woo woo, I have 10 clients, <laughs> right? You're like, you're probably thinking 10 clients aren't enough. I need more. Where is this going to work? How's this going to happen? How am I going to do it? But there's a past version of you who was like, that's amazing. I bet I just walk around on Clyde 9 all the time. And it's because when you're, when you've achieved the goal, you're just in the next one. And so in order for you to learn how to consistently be creating that future goal you have, you have to stay in the zone of loving the process, loving the in-between part, because that's what keeps your energy in a place to keep creating, right? When you can love where you are, you can love the struggle You can love the challenge of it, just like people who go to Orange Fitness. None of them are like, you know what I like about it? It's just really relaxing and easygoing. No, they're like, I really like how hard it is and complicated and challenging. Same thing with people who climb mountains. They don't climb the mountain because it's easy. People who get a black belt, they don't do it because it's easy. People who shape their body, People who run a marathon. And so when you're building a business, you want to see it as there is the in-between zone, right? There's the part where there's somebody who decided they want to run a marathon. And then there's the version of them who crossed the finish line and did it. And you're going to spend what, like 99% of your life in the in-between zone. You haven't decided the goal and you haven't gotten it. You're in the in-between And the way you create that future goal now is by learning to love that process, by being okay with being in it, by not idolizing the end goal so that everything you have now isn't enough. So that's step two. You're going to accept who and where you are right now. The third step is knowing where you're going, right? What's the goal? And I talked about it before, but if you haven't made $100,000 yet, that's the goal. And there's going to be sub things under there, right? That you want to you wanna create a foundation. You want to serve Jewish moms. You want to serve LDS moms. You want to retire your husband. You want to be independently wealthy. There are going to be the sub goals in there. But the next milestone, as I said, if you haven't hit 100K, it's 100K. So many of, your, of you don't let yourself dream of this though, right? Because you've not done it before, your brain's like, let's not think about it. Let's not be disappointed just in case. But the disappointment of feeling 
right? Like the disappointment comes from the feeling of being out of control of creating it. And I want you to know, right? You're for sure going to feel some emotions. In fact, they don't go away, really. Everything you're feeling in your business right now, you're going to keep feeling it as you continue to grow. I'm going to go with less though, because I think there's there's the feelings where you just haven't learned how to be, stay in the energy of like doing it and it being done. And so instead you're out of the energy more. And I think that's probably it is like, as you learn to create results faster and faster, you just learn to feel differently in your body about the entire experience. So you have to know where you're going and you're going to actually do something very similar as step one, right? Knowing where you're at, you're going to decide what that looks like. You're going to get out the piece of paper and you're going to write it down. You're going to write down who that version of you is who's created that $100,000 business, right? So when we come to the data, we're like 100,000. That's how I know I'm her. That's what it's going to be, the number. Um, The way the business is run. What do you imagine there? Do you imagine that you're running Facebook ads? Do you imagine you're showing up on social media? Do you have a podcast? Are you emailing a list? Do you have a mailing list? Just put down all the data. Then you're going to put down the type of habits that version of you has inside of that that goal. And it could be money, it could be time, it could be skill, any of the things. You're going to write it down. Then you're going to write down how that version of you thinks and feels. Right? It's just done. How does she feel? For me, that feeling was like a calm a steadiness, a like a proud, an accomplishment, um, still like driven, right? Because the next goal is still there. Um, Sufficient, certain. And so you're going to make your list and the emotions you come up with are going to be your goal emotions, One of the questions I ask my clients, both for my group and my one-on-one is, what are the primary emotions you feel in your business? And it's not uncommon for for me to get a mix of like excited, committed, frustrated, doubtful, frustrated, right? Hopeful, determined, driven. There's always some combination of negative and positive, but when you do this exercise, When you identify the emotions that you would be feeling when you have the goal, that's giving you the energetic signature that you need to learn to stay in and feel as often as possible. You're not going to stay in it 100% of the time, but you're learning how to be in it more. Same thing with the thoughts. What do you believe about yourself in that moment? Because whatever it is you believe in that $100,000 version of you, What you're learning how to do to create that future self is you're learning to believe and think those thoughts right now. Some of them might need a little tweak, but you will be surprised when you actually do this exercise and you write them down, how many of the thoughts you you think you're going to believe about yourself as you hit your goal can actually be applied to you right now today. So your future, right? Like where you're going is going to give you the map and it's going to give you the map so that you don't get distracted with all the other things that are going to beckon you in all the good ideas all the like oh I could make money doing this no no 
Your future goal is going to give you the context to stay focused on creating it. Step number four is expect obstacles. This is actually one of my favorite things because it always amazes me as humans that we're just like shocked when obstacles happen, right? How many of you ever sit down, look at your big goal and plan for the obstacles, right? To plan for how you're going to hit your goal this year, plan for how you're going to hit your goal this month, this week. But then, right, in addition to the plan, write down the obstacles, Most don't, right? You sit down and you're like, okay, if I'm going to make $100,000, then I need to sell 10 packages for $10,000. I need to sell five packages or 10, 20 packages for $5,000, right? We come up with the like method, the details, but not the obstacles. And for some reason, we fear that we won't hit the goal. And so the opposite of fearing we're not going to hit the goal is positive thinking, our way around it ignoring all the ways that you're going to be, right? Like you're going to keep showing up as yourself. But when we're positive thinking, we're like, oh no, I bet that stuff that happens every time will never happen. Friend, you are your biggest obstacle. How you think, the emotions you feel on the regular, what you make your business success mean about yourself and your future. What you make it mean if you don't hit your goal. So the obstacles are going to be very normal. It doesn't matter who who you are or what layer of business, what level of business you're in, you're going to experience obstacles. And what you're learning how to do is you're learning how to come in and out of the obstacle more quickly. So let me give you some examples of obstacles. You're not going to hit your goal, right? There's obstacle number one. You're going to set a goal and you're not going to hit it. Your Facebook ads are going to be disabled. You're going to keep thinking the same thoughts over and over again. You're going to feel self-doubt. You're going to feel pressure. You're going to feel frantic. You're going to feel self-pity. You're going to feel judgment of others. You're going to feel judgment of yourself. You're going to feel confused and uncertain and afraid. And the reason that's an obstacle is because your brain's going to forget that you're creating those emotions and it's going to think somebody or something else is creating it. You're going to focus on yourself instead of your people. At some point, a client is going to quit. At some point, you're going to book consults and they're not going to show up. You're going to book consults and they're going to say yes and then they're going to email you later and they're going to say no. You're going to compare yourself to someone else. You're going to forget why you want to grow your business and why you want to do hard things. You're going to start running ads and then you're going to need to make 432 tweaks to make them work. Even when somebody else you know, just they seem to take off so quickly. You're going to record an entire training with your mic off. You're going to spend more money than you've made. Your husband is going to ask you an innocent question like, hey baby, how's business going? And your brain's going to freak out. People are going to tell you words on a consult like, I don't have that kind of money. Or, ooh, that's way too expensive. These are normal obstacles that are going to happen. They're going to happen at every single level. 
the way you make money faster, the way you become the version of you who, yes, creates 100K, but learns how to create it faster and faster, is that all you're doing is you're learning to have and experience these obstacles, but not to be taken out of the game as long. Not to experience it and then go and wallow, feel awful, not show up to your business. Show up to your business, but out of obligation, thinking about yourself rather than your people. Right? When you expect obstacles, when they happen, there's a part of your mind that's just going to be like, oh, yeah, this is the part. This is the part she told me about. Right? The obstacles are never the things that happen. All of these seem like things that happened, but they're, the, they're always you learning how to navigate them in a way that allows you to accept it all as normal and move back into serving and helping your people thinking about somebody who's not you for your business. So you're gonna expect obstacles and move through them quicker. The fifth way of creating your future goal is using goals as a container. So a goal is a container for growth, right? The goal isn't you, you are not your goal, your goal is not your business. It's just some made up number, some made up date that you chose. And inside of that is your opportunity for growth. Because if you just set any goal and you just instantly snapped your finger and had it, there would be no growth. Everybody would do it. Everybody would have exactly what they think they want and the challenge wouldn't be there. So goals are there as a container for growth, a place for you to identify and see where you need to grow. And right, we have to go back to step two, accepting that instead of judging it. Letting it be okay that that's your growth, whatever it is. So part of this is going to be, right, you're going to have your 100000 and you're going to break it down. You're going to say, okay, 10 clients at $10,000 is 100K. 20 clients at 5000 100K. 40 clients at 2500 is 100K. And then there's going to be mini pieces to bringing your goal, your goal to life. If you wanted to run a marathon, you'd break that training down into miles, right? You learn about what to wear so that you don't get rashes or freeze to death. You would figure out how to breathe because I'm sure that that's a thing. (laughs) You would learn how to pace yourself. You would learn what to occupy your mind with. You'd probably have to learn how to not need to pee. It seems like a really inconvenient thing while you're running a marathon. You're going to need to learn how to run and practice running so you don't get hit by cars. So those are the the things, right? The little mini pieces that bring together running a marathon. So then if we had to bring together mini pieces that make up creating $100,000, we could break those into choose the pieces of your business, right? Number one. And when I say pieces of your business, right? How you're going to get in front of people, how you're going to convert them, how you're going to nurture them, like what your package length and price is and who you speak to. The second mini detail is going to be helping people get the result they want ahead of time. The third thing is going to be cleaning up the default programming that limits you and creates your current results, right? Default programming is when you believe, when they tell you, oh, I just don't have the money for that. And you're like, okay. When they tell you, I don't have time or I have no idea how I would ever fit this in or, um, you know, things are just really uncertain right now. I need to just wait until things get a little clearer. When you hear that and you believe that as true, 
That's you inside of your default programming. And then the fourth mini area of creating a $100,000 goal is intentionally shaping and creating your mind to be the person who has the results you want. Everything we're talking about on this podcast. So your goals can be weekly, monthly, or yearly, but they're a container for your growth. They are there to challenge you. You will fail. You will be tested on why you want the goal and why you're willing to keep figuring it out until you create it. Why you're willing to believe and keep doing it no matter what, right? Even when you failed in so many other ways trying to figure out the process, that's part of it. And it's redefining the idea that goals are to serve you rather than to work against you or hurt you. Okay, and then the sixth and final area of creating your future self, right? Becoming your future self, fast forwarding into the future and creating it all, but today is not stopping. It seems so simple, but don't even entertain the idea of stopping. You can't even entertain it. One of the questions I ask on my group coaching application is, when are you going to stop trying to figure this out? And in that question, you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for somebody who's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it a year. I'm going to give it the next $10,000. I'm going to give it like, I don't know, maybe like two more Facebook ad tweaks. I haven't actually had anybody ever write that, but I know that these thoughts exist in people. Because I hear them in my clients and they say things like, you know, maybe I should just quit. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not meant for this. You guys want to know what I say to them? Maybe you should. Right? Because if you're willing to quit, your brain's always going to entertain it. So step six is you can't stop learning how to create the goal you want. And you can't even entertain that you would stop. I want you to think about this. Well, it's not exactly the greatest example because we do entertain it all the time, but like marriage. (laughs) Some of you are like, no, this marriage is never going to end as long as I'm involved. I am committed to figuring it out. I'm not even entertaining the idea of it stopping. Because when you play around with entertaining that it's going to end, you become a different person in that marriage. And it's the same thing in your business. Commitment isn't enough, but it's essential. In order to not stop, the goal and the vision has to light you on fire. For me, the first time I felt that fire was to create a second income that would allow me to be a single mom and never rely on a husband or like rely on a job to tell me what I could and couldn't do. And that drove me to start investing in real estate when I was 23. I remember I had a job where my brother got married in India. And so we were going to fly over there for two weeks and go to the wedding. And I remember my employer telling me, because here's what I told him. I'm taking two weeks off. I wasn't asking. (laughs) It's one one of my techniques. I never ask. I just let them know what I'm doing. And so I remember in a meeting... He said to everybody, yeah, I'm going to let Elizabeth take this time. And I just remember feeling my blood, right? If it it could boil, it would have. 
But it was just that idea that it's like, he's not letting me do this. I'm making that decision for myself. And you know why I could do that? Because I had already created that second income that gave me that that certainty that I didn't need that job. That I was willing to go find another one because nobody was going to tell me what to do. Right? That created a fire in me that I wanted to rely on myself. And at some point in your business, the money isn't going to motivate you anymore. You are going to have a thing, you're going to have to have a thing that lights you on fire beyond the money. And right, creating that first $100,000 is so fun. But usually the reason that I see people want it is because they want to know that they could do it. They want that validation from the result. But you becoming your future self is validating yourself right now and just deciding, of course I can do it. Of course, right? You don't stop. And inside of not stopping, there's just no rush. When you're not trying to get to 100K because you'll get validation, because you'll get the money, because you'll get whatever, it suddenly becomes like a game. Okay, well, if I can't do it this way, then what about this way? Or a scientific experiment. Well, if I mix these two things together, what happens next? I don't know. Hmm, I'm going to come back and play with this again tomorrow. Right? It becomes something you just like systematically work at to get your result. And you take out all the drama. Because what would be left if you just had what you're, where you're at right now, your exact place you're at, and you just accepted yourself, and you knew where you wanted to go, and you just set some goals and you were like, okay, I can, I can step into these, these goals little by little. And you took out everything else. What would be left? It would just be you, where you are today, everything you know, all of your skill, showing up to create what you want. And all the drama would just be kind of sitting over to the side. And you wouldn't need it. You're just aware of it. But you would just get to work, right? So those are the six steps to creating your future self, to becoming that version of yourself right now. Because it's not wait till you get there. It's know where you're going and become her now. Not just in the action and the skill, but how she feels in her body, in her business, how she thinks, right? Because that version of you thinks differently than this version. So let me recap. What are the six steps? Know where you're starting, right? As soon as you know where you're at, you're going to have so much fun looking back. Step two, accept who and where you are right now today. It sounds so simple, but we often don't do it. Step three, know where you're going. What's the goal? Step four, expect obstacles, specifically yourself. Step five, use a goal as a container for growth. And step six, don't stop. Don't ever stop until you have the goal you want. Okay, that's what I have for you today. Have an amazing week. 
Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.